This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So I've been stressed out because I'm moving back to Portugal. Not moving back, but going back. And, you know, I've got a lot of shit to take care of. Plus, it's preseason football, so I've got work to do. And I've been stressed over shipping my electric guitar. So it's been like a big... How do you, sh- how do you take a guitar overseas? It's not, it's not an o- there's no obvious answer to that question. So what's, what are the options? I'm sure it's cheap. Well, no, it's not cheap. And you, if you go like FedEx and just FedEx it, it's like 900 bucks. Now, it's a very valuable guitar, but I'm not spending 900 bucks to, to send it. You can get a little cheaper, maybe like 700 UPS. But basically, there's these services, these third-party shippers that you buy. It cost me 136, 155 bucks or something. And then you got to like pack that shit. You got to like tune down the string so it doesn't snap the neck. You got to pack it in like peanuts and styrofoam inside the case and outside the case in a box. And then you got to like take it to a FedEx and get it shipped. You know, there's all this shit. And they're like, they're like, oh, we can't insure it. It's a uh, 1986 Les Paul that I bought when I was 16. Now, 1987, I guess, because I was 16. Bought it for like 700 bucks at the time. It's worth like, somebody told me it's worth like five grand. And it's a nice guitar. I've had it all my life, pretty much. So I'm a little nervous. They don't even insure it. They just, you just have to pack it yourself. I packed it as well as I possibly could. Taped the shit out of it. Put peanuts in the inside the case, outside the case. Wrapped the headstock and bubble wrap and... Put it, drove it to the FedEx thing today and have this, you know, customs. I don't know about that. You know, you have to fill out a form. They better not charge me for that. Stressful, man. All this was that the stuff. guitar that you used to play the intro of this very podcast? No. That was my acoustic, which is another nice guitar, which, which I have here, and I don't really know how to ship it because the case didn't fit in a box. I may try to take that on a plane. That's the other option. You can just take it as your carry-on, but sometimes the, you know, like the flight attendants will make you gate check it and right. you gate check it, it can get beat up. So it's just, you know, I think I'm, I'm either going to leave it here or I'm going to or I'm gonna try to take it on the plane manually. Uh, so uh, what about otherwise? You're glad to go back. Uh, how was your time back back in the States and all that stuff? It was great. I mean, we, we just got really lucky because I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we did a house swap with friends who live in Venice. And they were in our house for a few weeks. They really liked our house. But their house is so chill. I can bike to the beach i can bike to restaurants to taco trucks coffee whatever um there's a park two blocks away they have a dog that's really nice easy to take care of taking care of her and uh it's just a nice like beachy you know the air is 10 degrees cooler 15 degrees cooler here than it is in you know regular la so it's just a really nice place to spend the summer and as much as i shit on la and, and did all last summer and the beginning of this summer yeah. i actually could live here if i lived on this side of town it's just really expensive that's all How'd that come about, the house swap? Uh, just a friend of mostly Heather's, but I'm friends with him too and his wife. And they have a couple of kids. And uh, they're just chill people. And I don't know, Heather f- found out that they wanted to go to Europe, but they were leaving anyway, and they used our house as a home base. They ended up staying in Lisbon for like two and a half weeks. They were only going to stay for like a week and a half, but they liked our house and our neighborhood, so they they stayed there for a while. And then now I think they're in Spain or something. Nice. That's good. It sounded like you didn't have too much of a miserable time. Like it sounded like you were starting to when you first came to LA, though. Uh, it was a living hell. I mean, because you know we didn't. We were borrowing different people's cars, and like I was stuck as Heather always had the car and Sasha. So I was just like in 
her mom's house, like in suburban nowhere, and the only but you could walk to a Starbucks, a Whole Foods, and a Chipotle. That was it. That was the only that was the only option on foot. And the woman's bike I used to ride around with my knees hitting the handlebars, <laughs> looking like a weirdo. Last year that t- the tire was flat, so I couldn't even ride around anymore. So I was stuck. Like I was stuck. I was a prisoner. You know, I was like Julian Assange. Yes. But you know, it's yes. a more noble cause than Julian Assange because I was trying to you know get lunch and stuff, get some tacos and whatever. And but, I'm sure uh, you were spreading your feces as he was as well. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Actually, they've been smearing, they've been smearing him. No pun intended <laughs> in the uh, in the media quite a bit. Right. So right. I don't know if that's true. No, but as soon as I've been here, if I have the car, if I don't have the car, sometimes I had the car. Heather and Sasha went away for a few days. I had the car. I didn't even drive it. I was just riding my bike around. Yeah, makes sense. Like Kramer and Seinfeld riding the woman's bike. No, no, no. Yeah, the bike I have ride? here is a men's bike. It's really, oh. it's actually a really good quality bike. So it's actually fun to get around. It wasn't like that was just out of necessity. Gotcha. Good times. Yeah. Well, we messed. We didn't have a pod last week. We just timey didn't work. You couldn't do it today. I couldn't do it today. And uh, well, that's, Chloe, how gonna, I, that's how you're going to frame it. Because last I checked, you said, "Hey, I can't do it. Can you do it Thursday?" I said, "No, I can't." And then I gave you like eight options, and then you couldn't do it any of those options. The, oh, but the time you did not work. what happened. And you, I told you I'm going to a Giants game. I could do it a certain day. And the Giants. And then you, you don't need to go to the Giants game. You don't schedule a you schedule the Giants game around the podcast. You don't schedule. No. It's not like you're going to a Warriors finals game that can't be missed. No. You're going to some bullshit Giants game. You could see any one of them. What was the point of even going? The Giants game is just an excuse to go to the city and eat a good meal. I told you I was eating some Michelin rated fried chicken that was delicious as you were bugging me. I'm like, man, I went back and forth with emails. I told you like I didn't want to deal with this as I'm no, sitting here. So that's bullshit, so, man. You, you gave me one option and I couldn't do it. I was leaving right after the XM show to go to Palm Springs. It's 116 degrees to see my uncle and my mom. I didn't I couldn't podcast then. I said anytime Tuesday or Wednesday. And then, you know, and then I have tile guys here re- redoing my my bathroom, and it's he's, he's you know he's married to my niece, who's like kind of related, which is always great mixing business and, and and family. But anyway, just just kind of a busy time. Man, so the tile guy's your fine. boss. That's the problem that's, with you. That's that's a nutless monkey move. No, no, no. You tell no. the tile guy be, when it, when it's convenient no. for you. Yeah, he's on my time. You wanted to be on Chris Liss's time is the problem. That's right. The, the, that, that, your, that is Chris Liss's time yeah. is your time. Once you understand no. that, you understand life. That that is the problem of this here. But anyway, we're back now pottying. Um, not much to say here. I, my, my daughter started first grade in school. I went to Monterey and saw the concourse, uh, some cool cars, crazy. They had an $18 million Bugatti there, a car list. I mean, that's Dude, just, just real man, real man walks out driving that. Yeah, I did not. I did not come away with that uh, at one of the auctions they had there. But um, anyway, let's get to baseball before we get to football. How uh, how's your team doing? Most importantly, you're after that. You know, what is it? Whatever hundred plus K. What's your overall doing? I think it was in seventh as of this morning. I got to check right now. My my main event team was surging, and then I made some very bad errors. J.D. Davis hurts his hamstring or hurts his calf like over the weekend, tries to play Sunday, aggravates his calf, gets removed. I drop him on Sunday night because I'm like, anytime a guy aggravates something, he's toast. I mean, he's out at least a few weeks. It's the end of the season. It's not like it's Mike Trout. I'm like, drop him. He's in the lineup Tuesday, and not only is he in the lineup, he hits a home run. So that sucked. The other thing is I got a little cute with – putting in Jose Peraza. He was in the lineup Monday, and Kipnis was off. And I was like, Kipnis is facing a lefty. He's got a tougher matchup. Peraza's a righty facing a lefty. Not great pitchers. It's in Great American Ballpark. Peraza went two for four with nothing. Didn't play in the next two days. Kipnis homers, two hits, two ribbies. So I made two unforced errors. But I don't know if you checked today's box scores, but Lucas Giolito was going today. You see what he did? Uh, I, did, I, know, I actually do not know what he did today. Against the Twins, right? Yeah, he shut him out. Complete game shutout, 12 Ks, three hits, no walks. Yeah, yeah. I have that Twins bet, too. I haven't looked at the box scores from today. Uh, man, wow, he's the real deal. He's so good. It's out of control, the difference he's been. So, monster. So, that team's in 53rd, and I'm seven points up in my league. That's seven grand just for that league. Yeah. is seven grand. you know. And then I wanted to get in the overall, but just missing those two home runs. I mean, it sounds yeah. like not much, but... I need a surge in home runs. I've been doing it. I have uh, Aristides Aquino, 
And oh, that guy's been yeah. going crazy. I picked him up for a buck <coughs> before it was popular, before it was trendy. I got him that first week when he hit three homers in a game. The gift of foresight. That's amazing. That's impressive. Yeah. What a run he's been on. I mean, the historical, obviously. Crazy. So I got that guy going, but I lose Gallo. And then I just got the news that Gallo's not back till mid-September at the earliest. It's yeah, like, I saw that. Yeah. God damn it. You know, it's like you need home runs. You lose your best home runner. Then Garrett Cole's hamstring acted up. I missed that. So I need strikeouts and home runs. And I lost Cole for a start, and hopefully he'll pitch this week and not aggravate it. And I lost Gallo. If your team's weak in home runs and you lose Gallo, you're like, okay, I'm toast. But, but I'm not. I'm like starting to make the surge, but I need every little bit I can get. So those errors are costly. I got Cole to win uh, the most wins before the season at 25 to 1, just because I thought he and Verlander were like, the, should be the favorites. You know, horses on the Astros. I didn't understand the 25 to 1, so I'm definitely following him, and I do not appreciate the, uh, the injury. Um, yeah, August 21st here, Liz, and you're this intense about, you know, one missed home run here or there. That's pretty cool, you know, that you're that into it. That's, that's the takeaway here is you're, you're having a very successful and enjoyable baseball season. I want to circle back to Chris. Oh, Taylor shit. I'm in 10th place now in the, uh, oh, that's whatever that can move. In I know the, the problem is I think some, you know, that's not the league I have Giolito. So somebody probably moved up with him. Right. right. What are your thoughts on Chris Sale, though? Like, how are you going to treat him next year with the news? You know, it seems like he could be a, to call it a ticking time. Like, a, like a leper. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, it depends. You know, it's, it's all price dependent, and that's not a yeah. pun. Yeah. I, uh, I've been complaining a lot about my baseball teams, but I'm, you know, dominating League of Leagues, and suddenly I'm winning friends and family, not a lot of money, but I'm, it's a very, very, uh, you know, intense league with a lot of industry people in it. I'm second in the my main event, League Two, so not not the worst, uh, worst baseball season uh, after all. Uh, I want to talk next uh, mostly about your uh, the snarky 150, your – yearly column you do about football and uh i don't know at least point listeners to it but um it's always funny and did you have any overall thoughts on it i i laughed i think mostly at the more hillist than peyton it just kind of thought out of my head but this it works better reading honestly because i heard you and you know jeff talk about it on xm and stuff but it's definitely a, a, a column i suggest everyone read thank you uh it's funny i there's this joke that i told my german friend and it's another joke that only works uh read some jokes only work reading wise they don't work verbally I said, you may think your children are nice, but German children will always be kinder. But kinder is kinder. It's spelled kinder. Uh-huh. Right, right. Right? But that's right. what the word for children is kinder in yeah, German. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, Germ- you know, German children will always be kinder. But it says, you know, it doesn't work verbally. It's the same thing. Some of these, you know, you just, you just got to read them. But I have a couple that I thought were okay. You know, things like uh, Nick Chubb starting to get excited about his upside. Oh, yeah. More to talk about him. But yes, I, uh, yes, I have. Yes. A lot of, right. Nice play on words with, with Nick Chubb. Right? Yeah. I, I'll probably get in trouble for some of these. Philip Lindsay could be the title of an adult film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too soon. I don't know. Too bad. Nobody, nobody call, nobody's got me in trouble for anything yet because I'm just – I'm never saying anything. I'm never saying any bad words. I'm just using their own names against them. Yeah, right. You, know, you said you're actually getting less blowback the, in current years, which is ironic. What you think? Yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, knock on wood, but I never get blowback from this podcast, which to me is amazing. I mean, I, I, I would think that like people would be up in arms. <laughs> I'd have to like have this argument about it with people and like, oh, should we keep it? Should we not? Haven't had any of that. You know, maybe podcast people have a, a wider. Jeff's theory was that with a podcast, people just don't stop listening. You know, it's not yeah, like you're... text, which is like somehow they have to like write a complaint. Yeah, you're only listening if you want to. I guess I could see that more niche. I mean, sure, I could see that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, well, that's 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 a good thing at least. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Jeff thinks I've just chased away all the people that <laughs> would that. complain, which I'm fine with that. You know, good riddance. Like, to me, you want to get rid of people who are just, you know, scolds and people with agendas. You know, I mean, when you're hanging out with people, and and since Heather's like social, so social. I hang out with so many people. You cannot believe the amount of different people I hang out with in the course of, especially the summer in LA. And there's a few, I won't name names, but you feel like you're in a competition with them. Like every conversation is a competition. Not even a competition to say who can tell the more crazy story because I'm fine with that competition. More like it's actually like a competition in a weird like ego way, like who can diss who or who's, I don't even know what it is, but like, it, it, you're not even you're not in a conversation. You think you're in a conversation, but you're not in a conversation. You're in something else. You're in some sort of 
competition with like snide. Maybe that's how you feel doing this uh, podcast, though, <laughs> but it, it's really, it's really not fun. It's like it's they're not even. It's not like clever. Even it's just they're trying to establish something in their conversation with you. And not a point, not like a logical point or an argument. They're trying to establish something about who they are versus what who you are. And I'm always like, dude, like, I'm just going to hang back and ignore you. Like, I don't, I have to be there here for a reason. Like, if I explain why I have to be there, then it'll be obvious who I'm talking about. <laughs> I have to be here. So I'm going to be here. But I'm not even going to engage in this. This is just stupid. What you're doing is stupid. It's, it's like boring and it's, it's annoying. And if I were to really give you a piece of my mind, you'd probably start to cry. Man, I never knew you thought about Jeff Erickson like that. But uh, <laughs> Ah, damn. I tried to keep it uh, on the down low. Yeah. So, uh, it's just because you're a mark, man. They just see how soft you are and they just attack, I guess. But uh, no, I, I hear. <laughs> you think it's more of an L.A. thing, Les? No, it's not L.A. It, it's, it's not. It, it's just some people, they're, they're a little crazy, man. There's a lot of people that are crazy. I went to this party, very rich party in the... Uh, Manhattan Beach a few nights ago and people were nice like it was nice but there were just crazy people there I mean I can't even describe how just out to lunch some of these characters were and you know you're like seriously like I, I don't know I mean it wasn't they weren't like hostile to me in any way it was just I just it really boggles the mind how people you know how they exist in that state of mind for that long all right. Do you want to throw any other snarky remarks out, both from your column and otherwise? Real life. Yeah. I mean, again, it reads better than it than it you know than it sounds on a podcast. I like the you know if, I, I like the Jarvis Landry one. You know, gets targets no matter how unwarranted. Yeah, that's uh, true. You have him ranked way too high. You said it took you longer to do, come up with your overall rankings than it did the comments. Almost. Yeah, the comments I got, and then I was like, I actually, got to put these guys in order, which is hard. And then Julian Edelman, credit where it's due for roid optimization. He missed the first four games, but he won Super Bowl MVP. That is, that is quality roiding. For sure. Golden <laughs> Tate, Platinum Tate would have roided twice as hard. I don't know. They're kind of stupid when you read them. How about Kiki QT? T Medical Staff gets plenty of QT with QT. I like it. Because no doubt. Did you get this one? Dallas Goddard, Estragon, and Vladimir still waiting for him? Um, no, no, I don't. No. He's waiting for Godot. They were waiting for yeah. Goddard. Oh, you know what? yeah, I think I already even talked yeah. about that, actually. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just, that's for the, the three educated people who yeah, right. might read Certainly it. Certainly not me. Yeah. Um, yeah, check that. So check that out. And uh, so let's, we actually have tonight, kind of bearing the lead, it's kind of, kind of cool, bearing All right. uh, the beat, beat Chris List drafts is, uh, is happening in a couple hours after we finish this. So. Um, we got to come up with some side bets or whatever. And, uh, what, uh, what pick did you get the second pick Dude, we should do a bet like that reflect. I mean, like imagine if we said, we just did it like the NFBC. We said you owe a dollar per difference in season ending ranking between us. So in the overall, so let's say I'm 10 and you're like 1500, you know, you owe me $1,490. I mean, that's what it should be. Yeah. Margin of victory. Yeah, it should. I, I don't know. We could go. This is the first time you've had me in a while, but that's fine. That's fine. Ah, oh, man. I'm, I mean, you could not. I don't You're winning in home runs still. You better hold on to that because I'm going to try to pass you in home. I think I'm beating you in every other category. I, I'm going to beat you in home runs. I'm going to sweep. I'm going to do a clean sweep of your squad. It's rare that you lose 10 0 in categories. Yeah. I, I haven't paid, as has as well been documented, I haven't paid very close attention to that in, in a while. I, I, I knew I was not going to win, but yes. Wow, what a what a disaster for you! All right, so let's talk. That football. league, yeah, that league is not gone well. I think I'm over Carlos Correa. What a flat tire! I'm trying to uh, see, think of who I have in this you know league what? here. You remember it's funny. You drafted him when the fourth, last pick of the fourth on the turn. Yeah. Okay. In yeah. my fourth round, it was either Correa or Bogarts, and I went with the uh, nutless monkey pick of Bogarts because he's just so boring and safe in that lineup. Bogarts has been so good for me. Like that was a that was a crucial decision. Yeah, it's definitely always. I always have those guys ranked back to back, and I always pick Correa. I'm done. Well, done doing that. I mean, it's the harder park. Uh, bum though, just always hurt one thing after another. What he hurt his back doing something now? Yeah, I don't know. he hurt his yeah. back. He gets a massage. He gets the full release massage. You know, it's it doesn't work. You know, now sorry, that's that's Bob Kraft. I'm getting them confused. <laughs> so Bogarts, this is still August. There's still ten days left in August. Twenty-seven homers, ninety-four RBIs, ninety-five runs, three hundred eight batting average. He only stole four bags, but 
I mean, that that's is crazy. so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Round four, you're like, you yeah. love that. But what about teammate Devers? Where's that guy going to go next year? I mean, uh, all those Boston's. Is I don't have him anywhere. I don't have him anywhere. Like, no. that was the, that guy's just killing me. I hate a player like that who just, you know, he's available in like the 10th round or whatever, and he is just annihilating it. He's like Bogarts plus. Bogarts with a better batting average, basically. So young and just in that situation seems so obvious in hindsight. Just dumb that we didn't load up on him. Um, yeah, so yeah, you can take more of my money and beat me in this draft. You have the second pick. So, uh, man, hopefully. Hopefully Barkley goes once. You don't get your guy. Do you know I, any? Uh, do you recognize any of the names in the room? I didn't look. You know, I'm. I'm as I said, I'm. I'm very baseball focused now, so I got to look. I did. I did do my KDS, but it didn't matter because I got my second choice, which is second. Right. I hope that someone takes McCaffrey first. I'm thinking of taking Camara second instead of McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a. Certainly a kind of a coin flip. I don't think it's a no-brainer either way. Makes I really sense. want to take Zeke, but I just got Zeke in the stake league, and I can't do it. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. That should be fun. I think I picked sixth. Um, <clears throat> so League of Leagues, we had the uh, supplemental draft. Uh, you, you gave you shot me an email because I took Damian Harris. Were you, uh, were you, were you, did you like that? Would you? I, I was debating Tony Pollard. We have Zeke Elliott, and we have Sony Michelle. And Pollard and Damian Harris are on the board. Who, who, who do you think I should have went with? I think it's 50-50. And Harris, he's in Alabama, might be good. Although a lot of those Alabama backs have failed, but he could be good. And, and Michelle is the injury risk, whereas Zeke is the holdout risk. And Pollard obviously could be good if he starts, um, if Zeke holds out. I, maybe Pollard I would have taken because it's more, it's the more valuable guy that you're backing up. But the truth is, if Zeke were out, we have Barkley. You just put in Michelle anyway, so you wouldn't even maybe use Pollard. So. Um, although you might, if he ended up being, you know, 85% as good as Zeke, yeah, I'd probably take Pollard, but I'm not like, I, I'm not, you know, it's not a big deal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We let cousin Sal get Pollard. He's a Cowboy fan. A couple picks later. Then the next round I got Miles Bridges, who's already elicited two trade, uh, trade attempts from Jack Kogod. So things are heating up in the supplemental, uh, draft. The next question for you is Josh Gordon lists, uh, have you? I admit, I, I, man, I went crazy last year, and I'm like so frustrated. The Niners didn't trade for him. He's going to be a top twenty fantasy receiver, and then another disappointment. So I don't know. I'm kind of like remaining skeptical, even though I can obviously see the uh, the upside. But um, I don't know. Outside top thirty for me, receiver. What about you, Liz? I'm about thirty five. You know, obviously we can see the upside, but come on, dude, it's 2013. He was great. But it was 2013. I mean, Calvin Johnson was great in 2013. Peyton Manning threw for 5,400-something yards in 2013. It's a long, long time ago. 2013, think about that. If I were, like, trying to do analysis of a team or something, I'm like, well, you know, they swept. Uh, you think the Packers would be good? The Bears swept them in 2013. You'd be like, what does that even matter? Like, oh, yeah, this player was really good in 2013. You'd be like, why do I even, why are you even talking about that? That is a long time ago. In football years, that's like that might that may as well be like the 18th century. And he was pretty good last year. He had 10.2 yards per target despite some drops. But man, it is a, that is a long time ago. The, the guy that we were still hoping to see. Totally, I have him 32. I mean, I think it's a big tier there. But um, I'll, I'll probably be a sucker if I see him. As soon as he goes off, I'll be just I bump him up a dozen spots or something if he makes a big play in practice or something. But yeah, I'm with you. It has been a long time, and even you know, whatever Brady's 42. Uh, he did put up some pretty good numbers, and I think Brady's on off the field numbers were crazy better at YPA with, with Gordon. So it's uh, I don't know. I, I certainly am hope, glad he's back playing and want to see him, and I hope he does return to that elite status. Um, but man, it's it's tough to just go all all in here. Um, all right, I wrote a couple like ADP differences columns. You want me to want to want to go over some ADP stuff that sure. I have, and you you tell me how crazy I am one way or the other. Sure. Um, all right. So the obvious one, first one is um, I I I went ahead and I'm I'm trying to figure out how to make this to my advantage, and I don't know. But um, I just went ahead and moved Chubb to number one on my board just because of the stuff we talked about on this, and and I threatened to do it, and Duke Johnson was traded. Um, in full PPR, honestly, I get that Barkley and, and McCaffrey are, are safer for sure. Um, but when it comes to the Elliott and David Johnson, like I really do think he should be definitely off the board there, three, four right away. I see you moved him up on your snarky ranking. And what's changed, man? I mean, you a couple of weeks ago, like I mean, Chubb, you're getting round three and four, and you know what? What has changed here? 
Or is everyone just finally, you know, wanting to be me? No, what's changed is they got rid of Duke Johnson. And so we know that he's going to be, we don't know for sure, but it's pretty likely he's going to be a three down back. Nick Chubb was was basically like Derrick Henry on a more explosive team. But now he's, you know, now he's like Zeke Elliott on a better team. I mean, that's the difference, right? I mean, he was Derrick Henry. They had a guy coming in on third downs for him. Not quite Derrick Henry who caught no passes, but he was more like, you know, a decent early down guy. And now, you know, maybe Melvin Gordon, but still Melvin Gordon caught a ton of passes. So I wouldn't even say that. He was, you know, he was just an early down back. And now he's a three down back. And he was really good as a rookie. Brown's offensive line might not be that good, but I don't know. I, I, I can see it. I have him number eight now, right behind Lev Bell and David Johnson. I could see him taking him over, David. David Johnson... Yeah. I mean, David Johnson, I'm talking about Josh Gordon's not good since 2013. David Johnson hasn't been good since 2016. Yep, I know. I mean, that's I a long time for a running back. Oh, he's just so good. He's going to be, I mean, that's ancient history. It's a really long time. Yeah, I mean, Duke Johnson was always a threat to get traded and didn't really play a ton of snaps last year. I'm not sure if that made it a huge, but, but maybe like it did. 60, he caught 60 passes last year. Yeah. All right. Maybe that maybe that is the main difference. But either way, I, I love uh, Nick Chubb, and I think he's going to be a monster. But, man, it's uh, the risk of where I have him is my point is that I'm going to have him on every single team. So I'm going to have to— Well, you're picking I, fourth tonight? No, six, sixth in ours, and that's kind of what I went after. Like It was actually my—that was my first— choice actually so if he goes fifth that'll suck but i'll just diversify because i'm gonna have so many shares of him but um six so you're gonna you're gonna so you just took that spot to get nick chubb basically yes correct you wanted like the the latest spot you could get him for sure correct right maybe i'll take chubb at two if barkley goes one like I said, I can diversify no problem. I'm gonna have too many of them because of this oh, I I see. You're trying to like break me that now you're just bluffing uh, no, 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 this one's Your fine. bluff is weaker than Melvin Gordon's bluff. I'm, I'm taking your, your this league seriously because of all the yang you're talking in baseball. So I do want Nick Chubb. You better take it seriously. I hope you take it more seriously than you did the baseball league. That was embarrassing. Yeah, I know I am. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, all right. So you're on board with moving on up and you have him at eight. Do we have like a kicker if one of us wins the league or is just 100 no matter what? Um, I'll look. We definitely wrote it down though, Liz, either way. I, I, I can't remember. I think we it's should like a have. thousand. I, I think it's like a thousand if someone wins the yeah. league. <laughs> I don't remember a big one, but we If we not more. Um, even though you're going to win, we, we always should include that clause. Um, you're still the nutless monkey though, and have him right at ADP, whatever. Um, who Nick Chubb? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have him at ADP. That's right. Okay. I don't mean to go every single one of these. I'm going to go over different positions, but I have Mark Ingram higher than, um, than, than most. Um, I went over here. I mean, after Lamar Jackson took over QB last year, Ravens running backs led the NFL in rushing yards and yards per carry. Their schedule projects to be easy. Um, they're clearly treating him as their three-down guy. I mean, all the other backs are just like afterthoughts. Like, he'll be the three-down guy and the goal-line guy. Um, I think he – do you know that he has the – he leads uh, running backs in yards per carry uh, since 2015? So, yeah. So, I have Mark Ingram as my running back. He was on the Saints, though. The Saints are, like, really me, efficient. That's a conservative. Uh, yeah, well, Greg Roman, history of really helping, uh, r- r- the, you know, the rushing stats there. So and, and riding lead backs, too. He always rides his lead back. So I like Ingram more than the market. What do you think? I think that's a good case. I mean, I have him at 22 behind Michelle, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Freeman, Marlon Mack, Karan Johnson. But if you put him at 16, and I have Melvin Gordon 15. We can talk about him in a second. But if you put him in, you know, anywhere behind Dalvin Cook, who's in the top 11, I really couldn't fight you that much. I mean, it's not – none of the guys after him are, are locks for anything. Okay. And then the, other, the third one, one of the riser from his Daryl Henderson, but I've talked about him a ton, whatever. I'm yeah. fading, fading. I got early. him so yesterday that, in my, in my uh, stake league auction. You better take Daryl Henderson early, dude. Otherwise, he's not going to be there for you tonight. He's been falling, uh, I've noticed. Um, another guy, although, man, it's tougher to, to be confident about, though, is Damian Williams that I, that I seem to have ranked higher than most. But, guys, I'm down with on running backs. Uh, girly, obvious reasons. Le'Veon Bell, and it's more of a just like, I guess, a gut feel, and I've talked to him about him, but the offensive line, huge downgrade. Dude sat out all of football. He's only played 16 games once in his career. I could see Sam Darnold being a monster, though, and like Robbie Anderson. I just hate Gase so much. He's such a weirdo, and I just don't trust that situation. I'm finding myself loading up on Ty Montgomery at end of drafts. But what you're fine with Bell as an RB6 or 5 or something? Yeah, he's my, yeah, my RB6. I don't know. I mean, he looks like he's in shape. He's a really good player. He's not just, he wasn't just a product of the system. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. 
But but those offensive lines were like you look at all the football outsider rankings. They're like before your contact, like top three year in year out. Just just yeah. But must he made those open. lines a lot better. You know, he's he just awesome. has such patience, good vision. Patience, his yeah. ability to catch the ball is super fun. Not a big touchdown score either, though, as far as fantasy monsters. But still, yes, Le'Veon well, Bell hadn't been, but that made, you know he may get more touchdowns with the Jets than he did with the Steelers. Yeah, that may not be a skill thing. Might just be a product of what was happening there, even though those offenses were good. Fair. All right, that's that's fine. That's not anything I'm going to, whatever. Certainly not going to fight super hard for. The other one's Lamar Miller, which just seems obvious to me, but I just have him buried so much lower. So do than I. I mean, just why? I'm telling you. It's, Where do you have him? You're at 45th running back. You're actively hurting Let's yourself. I have him in PPR. I have him at 37. Wow. Are you, you're talking about half PPR? Yeah, but I'm going to treat whatever. Let's compare the same because I let's, my happy bear is equal to your PPR. It's fine. So I, I really think that you're actively – I don't want anyone using my cheat sheet to have him because I think you're actively hurting yourself yeah, uh, getting him because it's it just – even if he stays healthy, we've seen what he can – we've seen his ceiling well, I, and the, it's like negative. In, you're in using the stake league auction, I bought Zeke and Melvin Gordon, which is sort of insane on a league where there's more downside by losing than upside for winning. No. Kind of a stupid strategy. I mean it would be a good like – overall strategy like in, in our league tonight but not in not in the stake league but i did anyway and then my two other backs i got were daryl henderson and duke johnson oh yeah okay well i'm on board with that um okay go to quarterbacks uh lamar jackson the more i started thinking about it i'm like only reason i'm ranking lamar jackson here is probably just because like it seems like that's where everyone else is that guy led all of quarterbacks in, in fantasy points in per drop back last year i get his volume per drop be a back i mean that's really misleading though because he's not – I understand that, but I mean he was like – handed off every time, so when he does drop back, Patrick he's Mahomes. running half the time. Okay, but the guy already attempted more carries than any quarterback ever last year, and we're going to not treat him as a top – he's going to be like whatever. Oh, nice I upside him up to fire. I, I moved mean, him up to 10. His ADP's 20. I mean that's crazy. I moved him to 10th. I moved him to 10th. I, it, the thing is – the reason to move him up is – and I've explained this before, but 50th percentile projections are just dumb. Okay? They, they have no business being – being a basis for drafting. It's just stupid. It has nothing to do with the fantasy game. The average, the average is stupid. If you, I'll just give you an example. If you know that a guy has like a 50% chance of getting 100 yards this season and a 50% chance of getting 1,500 yards, right? That means his average is going to be what? Like 800 yards, right? Yeah. Now, would you rather have a guy with 50%, 50% chance of 100 and 50% chance of 1,500 or 100% chance of 800? Of course you want the guy who could have 1,500. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not, even, it's not even close where those guys should be drafted. But the projections will treat those guys exactly the same. But the truth is, anything under 600 yards is not rosterable. It doesn't matter. You're actually using the downside against him in his ranking where he has no business using him because if, if, his down, if the running back's downside was 400 or 300 or 100, it makes no difference. He's a cut. But if you use the even lower downside into his averages against him, you're basically just missing out on the upside and drafting players that have no upside instead. And Lamar Jackson is the exact example of that. The reason his ADP is 20 is because projection systems say, what if he loses the job? What if he's not any good? That's totally in play. It's not in play for Philip Rivers for him to lose the job or not be any good. But it is for Lamar Jackson. But who cares? If Lamar Jackson is just decent but doesn't do much fantasy-wise or he's terrible, it makes no difference. You're not going to use him. But there's like a 30% chance or a 20% chance or whatever it is that he's amazing, that he's one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league. And that's why you draft him. And so you know, people who do projections, which is basically everybody, and everybody does them because you need to power the rankings for 100 different permutations of leagues, different roster sizes, scoring systems, all this stuff. And you can't make 100 manual cheat sheets for each particular league. So you just use projections and have the algorithm make the cheat sheets. But people who are living off of these 50th percentile projections, they're basically, they're basically doing a huge disservice to like the entire public that's using their rankings. Yeah. So after I wrote this, I believe it was Scott Barrett who pointed this other stat out, but he, but it's Jackson, sorry, specifically, I know your point definitely well taken and could not agree more, but I believe he had the lowest, his lowest score as a starter was the, the the highest among fantasy starters last year? Like even his floor is super right. high because of that rushing right. ability. And but I, now I will say this though, um, even saying that though, 
he, he is more at risk of getting hurt by running the ball that much. So with a one super, QB league, there's right, zero risk. Super, the exactly. injury doesn't matter. If he gets hurt, so what? You use Phillip Rivers. You use Tom Brady. You use Sam Darnold as a QB. You use whoever has a good matchup that week. There's no risk. Now, in a two QB league or QB flex league, this is the issue, is that if he sucks or gets hurt, then you've got a real problem. I mean, I guess that's why the projections sort of matter for him in that case. But even so... Yeah. Uh, in a one QB league, which is mo- which is you know still ninety percent of leagues, he's a top ten QB. Yeah, that's literally what I ended it with. My that was there's risk with Jackson in superflex formats, but in standard leagues, I don't understand why he's not being drafted as a top five QB given his upset. Top five but, is crazy though. I mean, <laughs> top so, five is crazy. I mean, Greg Roman o- OC is also has a history of just he was he and Kaepernick like he knows how to work with these types. And Mark Andrews had like so legitimate under the hood style. Like he could be a really good weapon and they have some fast guys and maybe he's a good passer. I, I, I understand though that maybe, maybe that's aggressive because he, he really well, would have to take a step it, forward. Passing it's, a, the football. it's aggressive because you have Mahomes who's the greatest of all time. And you have Watson who's like, should be considered like in the running for starting a hall of fame career, but nobody notices him because of Mahomes. I mean, Watson has been ridiculous since he got into the league. Well, per- then, you, then you got Mayfield who's no. since he took over in halftime against the jets has been just ridiculous with no receivers at all. And now he's got Beckham. And then you got Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, he still throws 30 touchdowns and five picks every year. And now he's got, you know, got rid of McCarthy. And then you got Cam Newton, who is always a top five QB when healthy. And he, you know, he can score six, seven touchdowns on the ground, rush for 500 yards. And he's got actually good weapons now. And then you got Russell Wilson, who doesn't get a lot of attempts, but, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback in his prime. Matt Ryan who threw 35 touchdowns and seven picks last year, like 4,800 yards, totally under the radar, and plays, what, 13 out of 16 games in a dome where he, his stats are way better. You get Kyler Murray, who could run for 1,000 yards and throw 600 passes, the only player in the league with that combination. You got Wentz, who's finally healthy, who can run and loaded with weapons and a smart offense. Then you got Jackson. Then you got Luck, who could be back for week one. I mean, you've basically got 11 guys who are off the, you know, the, the ceiling is off the charts. Yeah, so to me, it's Mahomes, Watson, and Mayfield, the big, big three. And then it's just, uh, why not take the, the Flyers for me? Because Aaron Rodgers' age, and you just look at his his uh, his trend the last four years, YPA and all that. Maybe getting out of McCarthy, I could see it, of course. Uh, you you might have just talked me into moving him ahead of Newton and Murray Rodgers there. But to me, the big flyer, one QB leagues, without those, if Mayfield, Watson, and Mahomes are off the board, give me Jackson again, per Fantasy per drop back last year, he scored twenty percent more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's he could be a better passer now this year. So, to me, that's uh, yeah. But that's just because the run, he's running so much. You know, that's he, uh, when he when well, he does a cheat a, code. He has a that's, cheat that's code. A bad, that's, that's a bad. That's a bad. And it doesn't work as that's much. A stupid for stat. I'm gonna tell you what. Stupid stat. Okay. He has a lot of designed runs where he's not even dropping back. So he's the only quarterback in the league that gets tons of points without dropping back. No, so no. to say point per drop back. That's not a good staff for him. No, no, it might not be fair to the others, but it still counts the same to the fantasy owners. Well, no, so but I disagree it's, it's with a misleading stat because he necessarily has far fewer dropbacks uh, because he has so many design runs. So point per dropback, yeah, it's great, but he's going to have half the dropbacks of the high-volume yeah. passers. Okay, um, so I'm just looking this up, I, uh, I had to note. So when Michael Vick ran for more than 1,000 yards in 2006, guess how many attempts he took in? How many rushing attempts? To get a thousand yards, yeah. Because think about it. If, I'll say a hundred and a hundred and twenty. Yeah, one hundred and twenty-three. Because I'm like, how did he? How does Lamar Jackson have more attempts than Michael Vick? But he ran for so many. That's insane. Because Vick was like running forty yards yeah. every time he took yeah, off. It's crazy. Um, all right, this, but let me this, just tell you, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, because he only had, he had seven point four YPA, which is basically league average last year. But he did that with twenty-five TDs and two picks, no, despite having like the worst her, offensive and her playing her. Yeah, while on a bad knee. Two picks and 25 touchdowns. He, I mean, he's still an amazing quarterback. And I just think, like, you know, it's the, it's the Warriors and, and the analytics with basketball. Like, you just never take the long two because it's, it's a stupid shot. You may as well get three. You get, may as well get 50% more points for one foot further out. Or you dunk. You get an easy shot or a shot that gives you three points. I think the NFL, like, those, those long outs that yeah. just move the chains plus five or six extra yards versus – a seven or eight yard pass where you're pretty likely to get the first down on the next play anyway. And it's so much more likely to complete and such an easier play to complete is I think McCarthy was like Mr. Long, long out. And so he was basically shooting long twos 
and and Rodgers was forced to like have such a high degree of difficulty that his stats aren't that reflective. I, I think he may go crazy this year. I do worry the injuries are piling up, but I'm definitely not going to argue against Rodgers. I mean, I, I mean, I could argue he's the best quarter, best football player I've ever seen in my life. So right. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. Um, but now Mahomes is Rodgers 2.0. That's, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that you're already sold on that. But because uh, uh, yeah, because that's I the mean, only other guy I've seen who has like the cannon for an arm, can throw from any angle, can like escape while being chased and make the throw on the run perfectly. That's what Rodgers did. He's the, the same kind of player. I mean, they're very similar. It's just Mahomes has even a bigger arm, and he's in a, he's in a way better offense. But they're they're pretty similar, those two. Um, Jimmy G threw five interceptions oh, and uh, five straight passes in practice. Looked horrendous in uh, in preseason work. Uh, I'd already published this before the second one, so uh, man, uh, what do you think? He's he's going free in drafts. Since at a draft, uh, he's plummeting. Down, down boards. That Thoughts? should be your QB today. I may take him in like the 13th just to make sure you don't get him totally for free, even though I don't – I mean, he'll be fine, but why don't oh. you – you should just get him in every league. You can get him as your QB in every league. Oh, that's that's the plan. That, that is a plan. Um, the other one for similar reasons as uh, Jackson, but I, Josh Allen, like I, I mean everyone knows, heard the stat, number one fantasy QB over the final six weeks. They added Josh – I mean, sorry, John Brown – um, why is he he's not even a QB 20? I, I guess it's loaded. I get it. The position's so loaded. But if you're counting the normal standard fantasy stats, guys that run like that just simply, they're just getting underrated, it appears to me. I have him at QB 19, but I have him behind Cousins, and I could easily take him over Cousins. I have him behind Garoppolo for God knows what reason. Maybe I've been talking to you too much. But I have, like, Rivers 21, Brady 22, Breeze 23. Yeah. So I'm the lowest Crazy. on those guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, but my lowest for me, Breeze. I'm with you there. Agreed. Uh, Andrew Luck, just purely, purely health thing. Uh, where, where do you currently have him ranked? Eleven. Okay. Right all after right. Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you're going to take Lamar Jackson for the ceiling, why not take Andrew Luck? Yeah, that's fair. Totally. Yep. I mean, yep. it may be like next week. He's like, yeah, feeling a little bit better. I think I'm fine. That could easily happen. We're just used to the shoulder, which has nothing to do with this. All this we had Stefania on today. And she was saying, like, you know, because of his shoulder, it's kind of traumatic that he's going through the same kind of thing. And if he's not feeling just right, it might not really feel. And I'm like, so you're saying it's psychosomatic now. (laughs) And, of course, she doesn't like that because it's like she doesn't. She's not the kind of person that wants to, like, she's not like the Skip Bayless type that wants to be out there dissing players and being known for doing Definitely putting it in her, you know, her her mouth. You know, she's the one that I'm like, so you're saying it's psychosomatic. I mean. She was kind of saying that, but then she was immediately was like, no, no, no. It's obviously it's something really there bothering him. And yeah. then she tried to make it seem like I was a hypochondriac about everything and try to turn it on me. But the truth is, like, if he's in his own head, you know, about this injury, it's an issue. I kind of think that he's it's probably in other people's head because they all waited for luck with the shoulder and yeah. it never panned out that this is totally unrelated, at least physically unrelated. So maybe it's a good time to buy. Well, what you say makes total sense in one QB leagues upside for sure. I'm personally taking a cautious approach with all Colts. I, I, I lowered Hilton, Funches, Mack, definitely lowered because that's the most game strip running back in the league last year. doesn't catch balls. So I don't know. Just it seems weird to me. Three plus months list and like still not a diagnosis. Like it seems weird to me. So I, I'm probably going to stay away. Although what you're saying makes, makes sense. But then the other one, the more I thought about it, was Russell Wilson. Like, isn't it? Isn't he just kind of suffering from the same volume problem as as, as Breeze? And and I don't know. So I, Russell Wilson, I felt like was getting drafted a little t- too higher than uh, that I had. But no, no huge arguments there. But let's go wide receivers real quick. Um, Chris Godwin, everyone loves him, but I don't know. I just see so many pluses. I I don't see. It's one thing to have a lot of people call him a sleeper. It's another to to rank him properly. So I, I moved him as I already bet head to head with Thielen, put money where my mouth is. I have him as my wide receiver 10th, ADP 18th. Where do you have him list? I moved him up to 17 because Bruce Arians was talking up, talking him up like he's going to get a lot of targets, which is obviously good, and it should be a decent offense. But Thielen, I have a 10. I think Thielen's just really good. Like I think oh, Thielen, yeah. yes, you know, Thielen. it's he's just a really good receiver, and he's not Stephon Diggs who just takes short passes. Thielen is you know six two two hundred. He runs a sub four five. He's not like. There's nothing jumps out about his physical profile, but he's not like some dink and dunk slot guy. He can he can stretch the field a little bit. So, and he catches everything thrown his way. So I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to dock Thielen. Yeah, no, you're you're the. I think off. if God if things break out if things work out for Godwin he'll be Thielen. 
That's what, that's what you're hoping from. What Thielen's going to do or projected to do is what you're hoping from, from Godwin. Maybe. Just Tampa Bay could be a circus, terrible defense. I mean, it was silly how bad their YP against last year. Don't just get Ted no Bell run- on your case talking like that. No running back. Um, Ted yeah, Bell's going to be ap- apoplectic if, if he hears this now. Yeah. Um, he gets really I, I, mad. If you say, well, the team's defense, defense is bad, be- they're going to pass more, they're going to score more points, he gets really mad. Well, uh, well, the over-unders are going to be very high in the Bucks games, and they don't have a good running back. So I think that's going to lead to a lot of passing stats. So I don't know how you want to frame it. But um, oh, man, I'm going to say the Ted Bell police, man. He's not going to be happy with you. The, the, other, the other guy I have much higher than most is Will Fuller. I, I think I briefly talked to you about him. But, man, you had him buried in yours really low. Um, I moved him up a bit. I moved him up a bit since I then. I just, just looked a little bit more into it to make sure I wasn't crazy further than I already think I am. But, I mean, whatever. The freaking, I moved him to 30, 38. You he scored like 11 touchdowns in 11 games with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but come on. Deshaun Watson might go crazy the year, year two away from ACL and how good he's been and healthy and been on the same field. I mean, whatever, even if the Dondre Hopkins stays healthy. But let's look even more under the hood. Last year, Will Fuller, second best passer rating when targeted. Zero drops. Third in yards per target. And top yeah, but it's 45 and targets. Target and fantasy points per route run. I mean, there's by any stretch, he's, he's a wide receiver. 45 targets. On 45 targets. The year before, when he scored seven touchdowns, unbelievably, a quarter of his catches were touchdowns. He only had 8.5 yards per target. Okay. <laughs> so his, his huge yards per target number, that's great. But, you know, it's just, I wouldn't get too crazy about it. Plus, he's got a crazy target hog opposite him. And QT, if he's ever healthy, plays the Human slot. hamstring pull. Human hamstring pull. Yeah. Well, so is Fuller. I mean. I, oh, no. There's no question he's the most, one of the most injury-prone players uh, in, in all of football. But he's, yeah. he's a top 10 whenever on the field. So, okay, I get it. Bump him down some. But outside, why just I don't know. He's 6 feet, I mean, 184. Crazy. He's very slight. It's not just a coincidence that he gets hurt so much. He was a first-round pick, though. He is crazy fast. Yeah. All right. Well, agree to disagree on that one again. Okay. D.D. Westbrook. Well, maybe, I, didn't, I didn't realize 4.32 is pretty fast. Yeah. No. He, he, yeah. He's very, very fast. Uh, what, what about D.D. Westbrook? Am I thinking too much because of the, uh, you know, that situation still isn't ideal? Or I'm thinking maybe Nick Foles just be a, might be a massive upgrade because Bortles was so bad. And look, you know, Foles' one real truly bad year was under Jeff Fisher. So, I don't know, looking at uh, his target share, and the guy just had ran the second most percentage out of the slot of any receiver, and that's just such money for fantasy leagues this year. So I, I bumped Didi up to, to my wide receiver 24, which is much higher than ADP. What are your thoughts? I can see it. I hope you're right because I just did the stake league, and I told you I got, Z, I got those running backs, but I really skimped on receiver because I spent 39 on Kelsey. I totally wasted money on Deshaun Watts for 18 I just flat forgot the QBs are like a bucket. Like Trubisky was a buck, you know, like such a oh. stupid thing to spend money. And then I spent seven on Kyler Murray just because I was on tilt. I didn't want someone to get him for six, so I just went seven, even though I needed the money. But I got uh, D.D. Westbrook for 11, so I hope you're right. He's the number one guy. Falls is good. And, you know, he ran a 4.39. He was really good in college. Why shouldn't he be good? Yeah, he won the Blitnikoff Award. He had more 20-yard catches than Stefan Diggs last year. Well, Maybe they don't score a lot. That's but. a ridiculous thing because Diggs basically Diggs. caught none. Let, here are my receivers. I got number one receiver. This is what I did. I got number one receivers. I got Westbrook. I got John Brown. I got Dante Pettis, and I backed him up with Debo Samuel. And then I got number two receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And then I got Terry McLaurin, the Redskins' number one receiver. Yep. So I'm loaded with number one receivers. That's Jordan Reed. But uh, nice. I like it. I like it. I um, I uh, I have Jordan MBS Reed's going to be playing in week eight. Yeah. I have MVS everywhere. I think he's going to have him on this list too. So where where do we stand on Antonio Brown now? List? Have you been watching uh, Hard Knocks? No, but I have him at like nine. I have him right behind Tyreek. Oh, Hill. so you don't? You're fine then. You're you're in. You haven't moved him at all. No, I never moved okay. him. I okay. you know I don't believe in this gossip, man. You know, like I I knew I knew he's going to play. Okay. Um, why would you? I, think- why, I mean, he was never really. It was never really a thing. I mean, his grievance was with the NFL, not the Raiders. Um, yeah, no, Gruden certainly seems to have his back. Uh, we've talked about Jarvis Landry. So then my next one is I'm down on it seems like it versus the market. I, don't, I actually don't think you'll disagree with me here. Sammy Watkins. I mean, everyone wants a piece of the Kansas City offense. I get it completely. But that dude hasn't topped 600 yards since 2015. Like, I, I don't understand. His, his, his ADP is higher than Will Fuller's. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I moved him way down. I read your article and – and mostly I think you're ridiculous, but I did agree with that. I had him, I had him high because when Tyreek Hill wasn't coming back, it was kind of like, well, 
all right, this guy may get a lot of this guy may get 110 targets, 120 targets if he can hold up, and he's on the Chiefs. Like this is great. But then when Hill came back, I moved him down. But I think there was still some, you know, the concept of an anchor, like in sales. Like if people think like someone else bought this house for a house nearby for 600,000, so oh, this one's only 550. That you have an anchor of 600, so. That's, that becomes like a number. It's not relevant necessarily to what you're doing. Somebody could have gotten ripped off or whatever. Who knows? But any anchor sort of trains you to like use that as the baseline around which you're considering the value of something. And so I think because I had a high anchor for Sammy Watkins earlier with Tyreek Hill out, and then when uh, he came back, I yeah. moved him down. I still had him at like, you know, I don't know what I had him at, like 30-something, 30 31 or something. And I was like, just kind of like, yeah. Maybe that happened to everyone, maybe. I <laughs> feel like that's what happened because yeah. – I want to look where I have him. But then when I read your article, I was like, you're kind of right. Plus, Nicole Hardman looks good. And, you know, Sammy Watkins is just a broken man. You know, he's just not who he was. So now I moved him all the way down to pretty low. 45 is where I moved him down to. All right. Cool. So with me there, uh, tight ends real quick. But if he's good, I'll be pissed at you. I'm super (laughs) pissed. Yeah, you're you're in on Sammy Watkins. Um, Told you I'm crazy and had uh, moved Howard ahead of Ertz just, you know, because we, we did talk about that. And I like I like Vance McDonald and Mark Andrews, although that does seem like they're popular sleepers. I do. It seems like there are a lot of interesting deep. Uh, I, maybe it is time to move to two tight ends because, like, I like Gerald Everett. If they're using a lot more, uh, uh, you know, they're not using that 11 personnel. They're totally changing the, the two more two tight end sets for the Rams. Darren Waller in Oakland and um, even like Will Disley in Seattle or whatever. So where do you have Darren Waller? Um, let me bring up, I have Darren Waller pretty aggressively compared to the, I have Waller at, hold on, tight ends, Waller at 18. I have a 24. Where do you have, I probably could put him above Chris Herndon who's suspended for a few games. Yeah, I love Herndon, but yeah, yeah oh God, I have Herndon. Hold on. I He's wasn't too high. He's no, yeah, Waller, yeah, Waller 19. Yeah, I have Herndon 20 just because of suspension. I mean, who are you going to hold on him to week five? Or, right, or exactly. Six? And it's not week like you're holding six, on to, if you're holding on to OJ Howard, okay, fine. But you're holding on to Chris Herndon, it's just not yeah. worth it. Yeah, sorry, I have Waller 19. What, 19, okay. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have him 24. It's oh. funny because in, in the stake league, it's non-PPR. And I bought Kelsey for 39, and then Jeff bought Ertz for 27. And immediately I started mocking Jeff because I was like, dude, you can't buy Ertz in a non-PPR. He's worthless. You did that last year, you're saying? No, now. Just now. We just oh. we just had our uh, steak. Oh, lottery. yeah, I'm sure. We're, yeah. is, but most most all, catches of all time. All catches. Most catches of all time at tight end last year. Sorry. Yeah, let's totally, you, don't get, you don't get them in a non-PPR. Right, you know, it's right, like right. That, he still got 1,163 yards, but it took him 156 targets. It's like it's 130 targets. He's only going to have like 900 yards. Right. He may score. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. He averaged 831 and five touchdowns over his previous three seasons. That's I absolutely should just regress to that, right? I mean, that's what I would assume. I mean, Maybe. I guess Wentz does throw to the tight end more than any quarterback over the last three years. But Dallas Goddard looks legit. Um, maybe not. Maybe maybe Ertz is going to just go ahead and be that that big of a target share with another legit tight end. And PFF rated as the the best wide receiver group in in the NFL, which was definitely surprising. The Eagles. Yeah, that was their number one. I obviously included Ertz and Goddard, but that's they're really into that rookie, that guy, I can't pronounce his name. But oh, yeah, that guy looks good, that second rounder. Right? He's, a second, he's a second-round pick. Yeah, but yeah, that, they, that, that, the offseason, number one wide receiving group. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you something. I, I talked about this in the Snarky 150. Enough with the hyphenated names. Just pick a favorite parent, okay? Just pick one. It's not like you have to honor everybody you've ever been descended from. Just pick a name. It's just annoying for everybody else. How annoying must it be for them to be like calling for their cable bill or something, you know, and they've got to like spell out their hyphenated name every single time? Just pick a name, man. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not personal. Just pick a parent. You want to pick your mom, that's fine. Just pick one. Yeah, I, I actually know someone similarly or the opposite problem, uh, two people getting married who have the same exact last name, so... Yeah. Then you real man hyphenates in that case. should hyphenate that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's already a ready-made joke for the wedding. I already know the guy's going to you know, be up there say, tell the guy he's taking her last name. But yeah, that, that's when you should hyphenate. Real man hyphenates when it's the same last name. Well, it's the name. same yeah. name to have the double, yeah. Before I finish this, I just wanted to give you credit because Eric Ebron, I remember giving you shit early on about You're your You're such rank a moron. Like, I'm so and ahead came, of my, uh, my time. Uh, you were ahead of your time with that for sure. By the way, I should be doing – I wish I, I should have done some, some best ball early drafts. I, I'm dumb for never for not doing – you don't do any of those either, do you? 
I did them a couple of years ago, but there's two things I don't like about them. One is injuries. Yes. What's that? Injuries are going to say is what matters. Well, yes. injuries are one. That's one of the things. But the other thing is that you do. You're in a. Real, it's a real draft. You're doing a draft, so you're getting the sense of being in a draft. And then by the time you do your drafts that you really care about, you've done like twelve drafts because you've already done six best balls. Right. And then you're like, you get the draft fatigue. And I never yeah. want to have that. Like, I don't have that now. I've only drafted three leagues, two, two drafts and one auction so far. And I've got like three more left, including tonight. I don't want to ever be like, uh, okay, another draft. Who am I going to get? I have everybody. I'm going against everybody. I, I like to be very clear on the guys that I like. I think about six or seven is perfect. You start to get 20 of them because you've got eight best balls that you've just... And yeah, those don't count like for a lot of money. So you're not really rooting for those guys. But you've... In terms of like psychologically, you've gone through round by round assembling these teams, and it, it almost cuts into my enjoyment of my real drafts. So I kind of stopped doing it. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I got you. What you're saying, and I'm, I'm definitely to the. I'm excited now because I am not on overload yet. I only have a few in the books. right. Like I'm into tonight's yeah. draft. I'm excited for. Like I'm going to dominate your ass. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm fired. Up. Let's get this over with. Let's talk. Uh, no, done with sports. Couple more things uh, before we do get to that draft and dominate the, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, man. I mean, just crazy. I saw your. I'm clicking your poll now because it's definitely different than when I did it, whatever a week ago or whatever. But uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, quote unquote suicide? So uh, here, here's so to me, there's four possibilities really, right? One, it's just negligence, right? Like they should have been watching him. He's obviously a suicide risk. They were incompetent. They didn't really stay on the ball and and he hanged himself he died okay it's, it's plausible why he'd want to do that and that's that two they actually on purpose they knew he wanted to kill himself and they wanted him to do it and they purposely turned the cameras off and sent the regular guys home and gave him the chance to do it that's two right he, he because the first one is like they didn't want him to do it but they just screwed up the second one is they wanted him to do it and they turned a blind eye. The third one is he was murdered and it's, you know, they let that happen. So they, they didn't just let him do it. They actually made it happen. And the fourth one is he's still alive. The cameras are off. There's no footage of it. And so, you know, he's still alive. So those are the four options. And I think the one that won was the malfeasance, not that he killed himself, but it was because they purposely turned a blind eye. And of course it's possible that that's what happened. But here's the thing. If you're, you know, if you're a powerful person who either has the back of somebody who might be caught up in the scandal or you yourself might be caught up in the scandal or people in your party are caught up in the scandal, you definitely don't want more than half the country, which is the case now, thinking that this is a cover-up, that basically there's no rule of law and they just mur- flat-out murdered this guy to cover it up. That You don't want people thinking that. And that is exactly what a lot of people think, including people like me and you. Like, we think it's at least very plausible that they just flat out murdered this guy. You don't want people thinking that. So what would you do to avoid people thinking that? Well, of course, you would just invite some reporters from the New York Times and CNN and Washington Post in and show them the footage of him hanging himself. Yeah. Why hasn't that happened? Oh, isn't they claim some camera or something didn't work, right? Just a confluence of events. It's just... uh, So the camera uh, was off, basically. Put it this way. Unless a camera just coincidentally malfunctioned where the person who's like the most valuable prisoner in the world that you know you need to keep alive because he's got all the goods and all the evil people that are in a lot of power, either the camera either randomly malfunctioned or they shut it off. Because if they didn't, they would have the footage. And if they had the footage, you better believe they would use it to prove that he killed himself. Uh, oh, it makes no sense. I mean, stupid or liar. I mean, because, yeah, either it... They would show – I mean they have people convinced. I mean I got to tell you there's a New York Times article where they went and did a long investigation and it lays out just in all the, the understaff and the overtime and the amount of uh, just the complete no, no, incompetence no, no. No, in the no, prison no, no, no. system. And they really okay, lay it on thick it and make it seem very plausible like this was a thousand percent prison negligence. Let's put it dif- differently. But yeah, of course. It just happens to have the, the video. If they had caught Bin Laden in the U.S. and had him in a cell – do you think, and he just like escaped, and they're like, oh yeah, he's, they were just overstaffed, they, they, they were keeping an eye on him, but he escaped, you know, they, they would have people watching that dude, round the, there'd be 0% chance he would escape, 0.0. So why was he there, though? I mean, that, he was there. I mean, what, I'm, he, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if it had been a priority, he's not, the camera's not falling, if they wanted to keep him alive, he'd be alive. 
right? Clearly. I mean, obviously. Clearly. Yes. Yes. So obviously. the idea that like, oh, the wrong the guys were asleep at the switch and they're overstaffed and they're tired and they're overworked is beside the point because that, it that's beside be the that, point. They that, obviously right. put them in a place yes, 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 yes. where where they could easily like swap out the people who regularly go there, use some. They're obviously set him up in a situation where. 100%. Either he'd be able to kill himself without detection, without being stopped, or someone could kill him, or they could remove him. That's obviously the case, because they could easily put him in a place where that wasn't possible. Yes. Do you see that he was spending like nine hours a day with lawyers just paying him so he could go chill and talk and eat at the vending machine just because it was better than his cell, you know? Cool. So like he's, he was gaming the system, and it seemed like... There's all kinds of stuff talking. I mean, you see that he like signed his will two days before, but in the in some sort of uh, islands to where it makes some sort of headache for people and 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 all. I don't know. Like, how did he get his money? Like, it's it's all very well, so, very very just shady. You know, I forget I, who it was, but some band did a tweet uh, with conspiracy theories showing a different size of his nose compared to the photo that it shot out of him getting moved on the gurney versus right, his nose or something. Right, exactly. but anyway. anyway. Go ahead. Exactly. Like it's like a photo with his, him on the gurney, and yeah. there's no footage of the thing happening. And okay. who are the people, you know, wheeling him out? Who's the coroner? Like you see movies all the time where they're like, it's just some, you know, they have like their crew, their fake coroner, and their fake people that wheel him out, and they're like, yes, it's the time of death, and and then those dudes take off the their their smocks and they just disappear. You know, like who are all these people, right? I mean, I don't know. Either way, it's incredibly shady that. That, that it happened and incredibly predictable. Like everyone's like, yeah, he's going to get suicided. And of course he did. Of course he did. The other thing we know, but you that, think there's like a 20% chance he's living in the Cayman islands right now. I don't know if it's 20%, but it's, it's not 0% non zero chance. I think sure. it's like, you know, it could be like 5% it was 9% okay. in the poll. Maybe that's a fair, okay. that's a fair amount. I mean, once you, once you lose sight of like what happened, then all bets are off because they could do whatever they want. And of course they arranged this so they could do whatever they want. Now maybe killing him is simpler, but Think about it. If you're going to kill the guy, you assume he has some sort of switch where as soon as he dies, all the shit comes out. Right. So it's really high risk. Secondly, anyone else who's working with you, like that woman, Ghislaine Maxwell, wherever the she is, and that's another mystery. Like, why haven't she, they arrested her? Because she's eating in and out. What do you mean? They have photos of her chilling in and out in L.A. So why haven't they picked her up, the FBI? I, good question, but she's out and about just, right. okay, just so reading. Okay, so there's like eyewitnesses who've testified that she was part of that. Why haven't they picked her up? Because that's very weird. But... You would think that all the other people involved in it, if they murdered him and you know, it's out there that he's dead, like, would be like, ooh, I better have a backup plan and let them know that I'm going to spill the beans if anything happens to me or my family. Because it's not good to murder one of your associates for the morale of the rest of your associates. So, and also, he might also have a thing where his lawyer or his people can release a bunch of stuff if something happens to him in an untimely way. So for those two reasons, you think they'd rather whisk him away, give him plastic surgery, and put him on an island somewhere, than kill him, right? I mean, it, it would if they could get away with it. That is. Do you know that Epstein somehow won like an eighty-five million dollar Powerball or something in two thousand and eight? Everything's just so weird with okay, this here's guy. The, I don't here's, the, here's the other thing. You follow the guy Michael Krieger. His his timeline. Yeah, yes, I saw that thread. Yes. So yeah. he's just got this crazy thread. Like this, this yeah. stuff is so crazy. Like first of all, Robert Maxwell is the father of Ghislaine, his madam. You know, the woman who arranged all the girls coming in and his death he, super he was like murdered on his boat, probably. They don't know for sure. They said it was a suicide. But he worked with like the Mossad and the CIA. Like he was into some bad stuff. There's all these things. If you go down that rabbit hole, it goes very deep. And then the other thing is nobody on Wall Street did any trades with Jeffrey Epstein. Like if you're a billionaire on Wall Street, almost certainly if you're like a dude trading a hundred grand on Wall Street, maybe nobody's heard of you and you're just some sort of day trader from your laptop. But like if you're a billionaire, almost certainly you've done trades with other people and people know who you are. They know your shop. They've done business with you. Nobody recollects anything about that. It's almost certain that that like billionaire financier thing was a cover. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's almost certain. Yes, you know it's super weird. That one guy gave him his money. What was his name? Who Wexen or something? Wexler, yeah, Wexler yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, Wexner. Yeah. No, it's all bizarre and weird, and the frustrating and thing. Apparently, is, well, that we'll, yeah, that we'll dude never was never have any answers. Right? I mean, I think there's, I think the answers are there. I mean, I think if you're FBI, and you have like access to major, you know, databases. Ted Bell for, should do his own podcast. Ted Bell should, quit, quit worrying about the points for the defenses and point per game, and worry I more know. about stop uh, being a. Yeah, defense equals off, you know, bad yeah. defense equals good off and scold yeah. and get to work, dude. I mean, I'm sick of this. This is nonsense. <clears throat> if you have like FBI type of access and uh, clearance, 
the FBI, like they don't want to solve this. They don't want to, their, their job is not to solve this. Their job is to take the body away or to whisk the living Epstein into it. You know, that's their job. In my opinion, they work for the people who are going to get brought down by this. So you're not going to count on them to solve this anytime soon. Yeah, that, that's fair. All right, Liz, before we get out of here, do you have anything else to say political before I get to some other stuff real quick? Two things. Like, I think Google has gotten in trouble for, I don't know, this is pretty partisan. This. I don't know how reliable the source is, but for strongly influencing the elections. Like, they're like the biggest threat to... I forgot to check that. I think someone tagged us both, huh? I've not looked well, that, at that yet. Well, that yet. guy that he's tagging yeah. seems kind of crazy. The other Epstein, Robert Epstein. Just look yeah, at his timeline. Yeah. That guy seems crazy. He was like railing on Hillary Clinton and then he was asking for her to believe him and then he was citing Chuck Norris as his friend or something. I was like, I don't know, dude. You seem crazy to me. I, I couldn't really... I, I couldn't get further than the Chuck Norris. You know, Chuck Norris was his, his like point of reference. Like, Chuck Norris... Don't, don't get me wrong. Chuck Norris, much respect for Chuck How Norris. How dare you? Um, yeah, I know. You. Chuck Norris is a real man. But did you see Mission Act, Missing in Action 3? I think it was 3 when they hung him upside down to torture him by his feet. They tied him on a rope. Oh, and then they I put a rat so. in a bag and they put the bag over his head. And then like when they pulled the bag off, the rat was dead because Chuck Norris had bit the rat's neck. Oh. <laughs> That is a real man. That's how a real man handles that situation. Uh, I'm a big fan of Walker, Texas Rangers. So yeah, no, no argument here. Did you ever watch the Eric Andre show? Yeah, oh, well, okay. So Bon Iver, new album. Absolutely awesome. I love it. Succession, first two uh, episodes, season two are really good. But this is what I'm getting at, Liz. While the aforementioned tile guys are in this room, I felt bad. I had my AirPods in and tears are running down my cheeks watching the Eric Andre show, okay. dude. I hate to give you credit, but not only do I like it, I've watched all 10 episodes that was on the swim.com, whatever on the swim I can find yeah. on, their brow, the, on the actual website. So now I'm searching, um, I think it's on Hulu or one of those whatever channels that I will get. But I watched whatever 10 out of order that were available to me. And uh, they're super quick. They're basically after the intro, like eight and a half minutes. But like, you, I mean, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. So that's just right up my alley. But like, again, tears running down my face. Just that shit is hilarious. It's funny. It's so the Sopranos funny. guy, what they did do is tomato sauce. Okay, no. That one, they only had a clip. Have not watched it yet. So oh. can only find a clip. Have not watched that episode yet. So I, I'm it, very excited to watch it this one. way. You, you are the most like, hyped the most because everyone I've come across just, just flat out brilliant. So put it this way. That guy, right? You know the guy who, who yes, you know what I'm yes, talking about? Talking, yes, yes. The guy who sister. married Tony's sister yes. and they got into a fist fight. Like, it, was, it was toward the end of the, of the show. And he's on there as a guest and he's, you know, Guests come on, they have something to market. It was his tomato sauce that he's making, that he sells. And what they do to his tomato sauce, you could not, whatever, whatever he's trying to achieve by being on that show to get the tomato sauce sold, what they did is the exact opposite. The association with the tomato sauce now is destroyed. Like that dude will never sell a jar of that tomato sauce after going on that show. That's all I'm going to say. You, you got to watch the show. I love how they have all the guests just beating with sweat because they have like a lot of heat lamps on them. Yes, yes. And I think they kept handing him ice and he just kept doing what he had the ice for. But I have not seen what you're saying about the tomato not, sauce dude, yet. It is I'm, just I'm so, fired wrong. Up. It's so wrong. Again, it is so wrong. Again, I hate to give you praise, but man, the Eric Andre show was a great recommendation. You know, I threw out a bunch because just I like to do it every episode, but you. You saved one, and, and yeah. it made it, you know, you, you play the no-hype rule. And I got to tell you, Eric Andre's show, I'm with you, Liz. So funny. That's good to, know, good to know. Good to know you have decent taste for once. I, I actually haven't seen – Heather's going to be happy to know that Succession restarted. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, the first two. I'm in. I'm in. Um, yeah, catch up. But uh, that's all I got for you, Liz. Good catching up. And, uh, yeah, we probably won't skip another week with football coming up and uh, super contest lines we got to start discussing and all that. So, yeah. Fired up for tonight, though. Beat Chrysalis, uh, going to dominate this draft. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, next next week I'll be in Portugal. So, Oh, so we do have to uh, – oh, you'll be back. Right. So what, is, what does that mean, though? Back to normal? It's the same thing. It's, I mean, okay. it doesn't mean anything. It just means gotcha. it'll be nighttime yes, when I'm doing it. Back. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, have a safe uh, safe trip back, and good luck with your uh, guitar fiasco as well. I know. God, I just hope that thing arrives. It's a very, very valuable uh, guitar. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Later, Liz.